welcome to the Wasted Youth Podcast. In this week's episode, Micah and Shotgun talk about our experiences with the game Outward. If that sounds interesting to you, sit back, grab a drink, and enjoy this episode of the Wasted Youth. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Wasted Youths Podcast, season two, or one, no. episode, uh, fuck. Nineteen. Uh, Nineteen. <laughs> uh, take three. Fuck, wait, no, it was take two. Uh, well, we're gonna keep it. We're gonna keep it. <laughs> Screw we're it. not starting over. It's fine. It's fine. It's, it's alright. Uh, tonight, as the title suggests, we're talking about, uh, Outward. Uh, so that's gonna be fun. <laughs> oh yeah looking forward to that <laughs> um, i am here micah as always with my fantastic host dominic shotgun sanders and uh you, you know uh we're just vibing tonight vibing. uh <laughs> long time no watch orange monkey all right who's orange monkey orange monkey i have a feeling it's somebody i know but they've changed their username for the three thousandth time but I don't that know. That would make sense. Uh, we're going to get straight to the point. And, of course, the point is whatever Shotgun is drinking tonight. Um, well, I mix half a serving of pre-workout with water because I have no energy drinks and I'm exhausted. So it's uh, of sober, tired youth tonight. Not, not sober, wasted tired. youth. <laughs> well... Fuck it. I'm going to make up for it, okay? I'm oh, starting don't. off with a shot of Goldschlager. Okay. All right. And then we got the uh, Old Smoky Tennessee Moonshine for the rest of the night. Oh, yeah. It's apple pie flavored. Apple pie. Do you have the uh, apple Oreos to mix in with it this time? I do not. Oh. <laughs> I do not. Even though that I stand by the fact that that is the best combination of food and drink in the entire world <laughs> at least when it comes to sweet things fair um, it is interesting not gonna lie i didn't think it'd be good but it's not bad mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you ever notice how goldschlager the more you drink it like the more like it's not it's not mixed ideally so like mm. the more you drink it the more cinnamony it is yeah like all the cinnamon stays on the bottom <laughs> i every time i get goldschlager before i pour a, a drink of it i swirl it around to oh get yeah it it's designed mixed. for it you just go like yeah yeah you'll slosh around get a yeah. even amount of gold flakes into your intestinal tract it's, exactly. it's great exactly <laughs> i had to i had to google if it like expired or something because i'm like it's a liquor it shouldn't expire no. But then it had, like, after I swirled it around, it had all these bubbles on the top, and it had, like, a huge bubble in part of it, like, you know, you get when you have, like, soapy water that gets sloshed around. I'm like, nope, I wonder if that's not the best thing in the world. <laughs> but apparently, it's just not the best thing in the world for you to begin with. Yeah. Regardless of how long it's been sitting on your shelf. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's that... definitely a once a year drink for me. <laughs> that's that. I don't know. I, I, I like it. I I like it more than more than Fireball. So, yeah, 
Although, to Maybe. be fair, that's a pretty low bar to beat. <laughs> yeah, I think I like Jack Daniels more than I like Fireball. Jack Fire so. is pretty good. I was actually thinking about picking up a bottle of that tonight, but it depends on what time the store closes. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're still doing the weird hours or whatnot. Yes, that is that is true. Um, you know, plague and all that. Oh yeah. Anyway, we got a news story for you guys tonight. Doing so. Do tell. Yep. It's a martial arts news story. Okay. Uh. We have an Ontario martial artist named uh, Silvana Shemuran. Shemuan? Okay. I think that's... Anyway. Uh, actually, two of them. And Hannah Wright is the other one. We'll call them just by their first names because I am going to butcher the first one's last name every single time <laughs> I try to say it. Uh, so they beat an incredibly weird Guinness World Record. Um, you know, uh, I'm going to describe this and it's going to be kind of odd. So this is the, they beat the Guinness world record for most amount of kicks alternating between two people in one minute. Oh, okay. Okay. So one person kicks, then the other person kicks, then the other person kicks. Um... And this is a Guinness world record for some reason, because Guinness will make anything a world record. Oh, yeah. <laughs> of course. Um, And they partnered up to perform 178 kicks in 60 seconds. So each one is performing over a kick a second. Over to, well... A kick s- and a half. A kick and a half a second. How how Which, many kicks? One hundred and seventy-eight. Per person or total? Ah. Uh, because my record, that? I won my kick bag at my martial arts school for doing over one hundred thirty kicks in a minute. My top record was like one forty-seven. Mm-hmm. Let's see. So that's interesting. Maybe I need to apply to Guinness. Be maybe, like, maybe, <laughs> maybe you do. Maybe you should be like, "Hey, I need to, I need to beat this record." Uh, uh. So, she the fuck, <laughs> Shamuan. The first one is an instructor at Shamuan Generation of Martial Arts in Waterloo and. Hotshot Athletic in Cambridge. Hmm. Uh, she alternated uh, kicks with right, and the pair finished with a total of 178, beating the previous record of 144. Hmm. Um, and she apparently had the same thought you had. She said, I'm always looking for ideas, uh, and I saw that, or for Guinness World Record thing. So it's apparently she's someone who just, you know, tries to beat world records a lot. And she saw this one. She's like, huh, I think I could honestly do that. Um, And it was just, you know, lucky that she found one that apparently was super easy to beat. Yeah. Uh, She uh, words cannot express the amount of pride that I felt for Hannah for a teenager. She was amazing the entire way. So the person she did it with was uh, apparently a bit younger. 
Um, and that's the story. The, uh, yeah. Um, honestly, you know, it might be that, like, I assume the rule, like, you know, Guinness always has weird rules for their world records. Yeah. So it's like, you know, it's specifically like, but these records, it's, you know, you have to complete a certain number of kicks, but following these specific rules for it to be, you know, part of this record. This is yeah. the rules we have for breaking this record. Um, and it could be that there's just something difficult about timing alternating kicks enough. Yeah, I could um, see that. I for example, that for sure. Guinness doesn't do world records anymore for fastest uh performances of musical pieces because people would just play flight of the bumblebee you know super fast and they do it horribly yeah like if you slow it down it wouldn't sound at all like flight of the bumblebee but at like you know at the speeds that they were claiming to do it uh it would apparently sound like they were just doing it fast and all any mistakes would not be perceptible mm. Um, and so they're just like, you know, we can't actually measure people's quality of performance with this. Um, so we're just not doing it. So it might be something like that, where it's like, uh, in order to ensure, you know, quality, we have to, you know, we're maybe measuring how hard these kicks are and you have to at least, you know, your foot has to be down on the floor before the next person can kick. Yeah. So, you know, it might be something like that that uh, keeps the number so low. Because you're, like, I mean, you're, what you, you made an interesting, you know, observation. It's like, you know, that's not a lot of kicks for one minute. I'd be curious to see the rules. Because it's like, yeah. I know as an individual, I can do, as someone who has never done a martial art that involves kicking, I can do 60 kicks in one minute at least. Like, one kick yeah. per second is not a challenge. No. I could probably do 120 kicks in a minute. Albeit, I don't know if I have the stamina for it, but, yeah. like, I could, you know, do it at that pace for a little bit. Yeah. Um, two kicks a second for at least, you know, at least 10 seconds. I could do at least 20 kicks in 10 seconds. I mean, uh, the average across the board, regardless of, like, physical stature or anything... The only people mm-hmm. that didn't pass, like the average was 100, 105. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. only people who didn't reach that were the little kids or mm-hmm. the elderly. Yep. So, so for the th- average martial artist, 100 is pretty, pretty mm-hmm. achievable regardless. Yeah. So you'd think that, you know, two people are alternating and not losing stamina would be able to do... You know, 120 would be, like, the lowest, you know, possible benchmark. Yeah. Because you're actually... Yeah. And then, uh, you know, 130-something, which was the previous record, would be easy. pretty easy to do. Yeah. Um. So there's got to be some weird rules in there. Yeah. It's gonna Maybe be. they have to be like uh, full range of motion kicks. Like mm-hmm. it's a roundhouse starting with your right leg to the rear and you come all the way around, hit, then go back. Whereas like yeah. my challenge, as long as your foot touched the floor and then it was yep. a kick above your waist, you're good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. 
Yeah, because with a roundhouse kick, that entire kick takes probably a half a second to perform. So, uh, yeah, I can see how that would maybe be a different situation. Yeah. Um, I'm curious. But anyway, speaking of super fast kicks, uh, what the topic for tonight is... Outfit. Outward. Yes. Which one of the first moves you learn in that game is a kick. And you can only do it once every like 30 seconds. But <laughs> This man's stamina <laughs> is atrocious. Their, their, their record for kicks is uh, two in one minute. <laughs> Set the bar pretty low there. <laughs> to, be, to be fair, it is, a, it is a full-on, full-force push kick, I think, that you're doing. Yep. So, um which is a little bit different. That's the only, that's the, which coincidentally is the only kick that I feel comfortable enough to utilize in a combat situation is a push kick. Yeah. Um, I really don't, I really don't like kicking in a fight. (laughs) (laughs) It's got its pros and cons for sure. Mm -hmm. Not going to lie. Given that's my forte kicking. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm hmm. Well, yeah, I'm I'm a grappler. It's fun. To, it's it's good to have two feet on the ground when you're trying to throw someone. <laughs> yeah, I've never guessed ever. It's Bad great if they only have it's it's great if they only have one foot on the ground. You can throw them any which way. Then <laughs> yeah, I know. I've experienced that. It's not a fun time. <laughs> oh boy. Um. Anyway. Uh, for those of you who don't know, outward is a video game uh, available on PC and I believe Xbox, I want to say. Uh, so. uh, it's a, essentially a medieval-esque fantasy role-playing game. And um, it's fantasy uh, role-playing game where you make your own character. It's the most tabletop role-playing like video game that i've ever played honestly because once you create your character and uh you can pretty much decide to do whatever you want there are quests in the game and you could just ignore all the quests if you want um like right off the bat there's a quest that you have to repay like a debt to your community uh essentially um, and you have to get like 300 coins and give it to someone uh, like the the mayor or whatever, the leader of your uh, town. And you can do that. Or you could just choose to ignore that. And after a week of in-game time, they'll say uh, you're banished. <laughs> so, uh, you know, and then you just run off into the wild and, uh, you know, do other things keep living but uh, <laughs> yep but yeah it's it's a pretty it's a pretty interesting game um one of my favorites i've started i haven't well i don't know if there's an actual conclusion to the game because it's all there's a bunch of tiny stories in it yeah. but i've started it like you know three separate times now four separate times hmm. uh and it's really fun even just to start up once you get past the like initial you know, five minute tutorial phase. It's really even shorter than that if you've already played it. Um you can even skip you know, that. Yeah. It's just a it's just a fun thing. Um 
So, um, but yeah, the story, which is what we're supposed to talk, talk about from the beginning. I just looked at the itinerary. <laughs> <laughs> is, uh, you accumulate this debt to your community. Uh, well, prior to the start of the game, essentially. And it's implied kind of that your character went on this quest across the sea to pay off this debt. You know, get some treasure, pay off this debt. But, lo and behold, before you get back, you're shipwrecked. And everything, all the money you had accumulated is washed into the ocean and you barely survive so uh you get back and the entire town is mad at you they're like what the heck you just you know you went off for like you know months and then you return and you don't have anything to show for it we're gonna kick you out but then you know the village elder uh she gives you like a week to pay it off or I think they say they. I think they're gonna repri- They're gonna take your house essentially. It's yeah. like the bank is gonna repossess your house. <laughs> okay. I just almost um, died, but that's fine. Just tax mm-hmm. me as soon as I get back. Deathly. Pretty Ill. much. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, and then the story gets kicked off with your two best friends in the village both leaving, um, and you have this debt to pay off. Your one friend that went on this quest with you uh, also now has a huge debt to pay off um, because, well, debts are based on, um, like, you know, family. Your family mm-hmm. accumulates the debt for gotcha. you personally. And this guy's brother was the person that was in charge of keeping the lighthouse lit, and he didn't do that, and that's why your ship crashed. And so he uh-huh. owes... So because his brother failed to do this, he now owes a debt to the village and he just decides, uh, fuck that. I'ma go to the, uh, you know, mighty kingdom in the desert that's really far on the other side of the map. And you can meet me there if you want to. And your other friend is like, hey, uh, my mother is the village elder, but, uh, I don't really like her all that much and she keeps making too many decisions for me, so I'm gonna go join a cult in the forest you're welcome to join me if you want to um and of course you can go to either of these places right off the bat but uh most people will probably decide to go and try and at least try to pay off their debt first and so you know you go do that and then as soon as you do that the village elder tells you hey third quest option you can go with me to um the this council that's going to try to deal with some issue of you know another group that's encroaching on us and trying to attack us Hmm. uh so uh, that's fun uh i haven't played to that part in a a year now but so i don't remember all the details but essentially you have I've just escaped the village. Yes. Like, last time we played, that's the furthest I've made it. Yeah. So, so essentially, you have these three main storylines, okay, that you can pursue. And you can pursue, actually, all of them up to a point. Um, eventually, you're kind of forced to pick one. You're forced to, like, choose a particular uh, group to associate yourself with. 
I think it's the Kingdom of Levant, the Emerald Enclave, or I forget what the cult is called, but you can join the cult too. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, and uh, so that's that's the story in the broadest sense. And within that, there's several pretty um, in-depth... Uh, I don't even really want to call them side quests yeah. because a lot of them are, you know, actually pretty interesting and drive their own stories forward. So, um, it's kind of like Skyrim where you have, you know, the two main quests that you do, which are the Civil War, uh, plot and mm -hmm. then the Dragonborn plot. You're doing those, but then you have, you know, some smaller ones that are like, you know, the Dark Brotherhood or, you know, the Thieves Guild, yeah. which have their own entire stories within them. So, um, and they interact with each other as well. As uh, well as the DLCs, um, mm -hmm. the one with the vampires, that one was really cool. Yes. So, mm -hmm. Okay. Um, and so that's, that's pretty much the story of the game. It's very, very broad story. I wouldn't even say the story is necessarily the focus of it. Yeah. The, the story is there, like most video games, to facilitate, uh, the mechanics of the game. And in this one, particularly, uh, the combat. Yeah. And the search for treasure. I would say this game is about finding treasure. That's what I would say it's about. Um, even though the story really has nothing to do with that, that's where at least I get that big dopamine hit. Um, found you know, the loot, and you're like, yeah. yeah. When I find find a really cool new sword or something like that, yeah. or a new piece of armor, or I finally get enough money to buy some, you know, new bow that I want or craft it. Um, that's that's when I get that dopamine hit. You know, so it's a. It's a min-maxer's dream game, I would yeah. say. Uh, and there's a bunch of different, you know, practical builds for the game. But you don't actually need to make a practical build. No. Because it's not an online game. Um, you can build... You can make a really impractical build if you want. Um, that's just fun to play. Yeah. So. It's a looter adventure RPG. Mm-hmm. With, you know heavy exploration elements yeah 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 i've only really um on the next point combat styles mm -hmm. what are the different combat styles because i've messed with like the pole arm i believe i've messed with sword and shield obviously mm -hmm. then i think i did sword uh, shield and like combat axe like a one-handed axe. Yeah. So broadly speaking, there are three combat styles. There is uh, melee weapons. Mm -hmm. There is long-range weapons, mostly bows. I don't know if there's any, you know, crossbows in the game or anything like that. Mm. Um and then there is magic uh oh, okay and i haven't tinkered around too much with magic actually in fact you know speaking of which if we want to get uh garrett on again at some point he was the other person i've played through this game quite a bit with oh okay. uh he, he he 
he made a uh, caster in our more recent playthrough. But that was that was over a year ago, so I'm not sure how much he remembers about it. But um, that'd be sick. Get a three man going. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, that is the thing about the game. Oh, I, I glossed over one of the most interesting parts. It's designed as a two-player experience. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, so the so the game is meant to be played multiplayer with one other person. Um, it's not actually, you know, hindered in any way if you don't have another person to play it with. But um, it's, it's balanced for that. Um, it's definitely more difficult as a solo. Yeah. For sure. There, there is a mod out there, I believe, that makes it a up to four players, but the game does not auto balance to, you know, for four players, so combat becomes really easy at that point. Mm, gotcha. Um, but anyway, back to combat styles. Uh, even though there's, you know, you can broadly characterize, you know, into those three broad combat styles. Uh each individual type of weapon that you can pick up so like you know a spear a short sword a claymore a bow and arrow uh, a hand axe a long axe they all have different uh martial techniques that you can learn with them yeah so uh it's it adds a sense of investment to the game i would say um, whereas, you know, in a lot of other RPGs, it's like, oh, cool, I found a sword. Now I'm going to use the sword because it's better than my great axe that I had before. It's got better stats. Yeah. Uh, this game, you might find a sword that has better stats than your current great axe, but maybe you don't have any actual, you know, techniques that you know with the sword when you have five different, you know, techniques, you know, with the great axe. Yeah. Um... And so that is um, a significant part of the game is building your character around the, you know, the type of fighter you want them to be. Um, that That's probably, that's another one of my favorite elements is you have to kind of invest from the beginning. It's like, oh, well, I'm going to be a hand axe fighter. Yeah. You know, I, once you learn, you know, you get a free technique in the beginning of the game for whatever weapon you're holding in your hand. Uh, when you try to leave the village and it's like you know there's there's kind of a sunk cost now it's like well now this is the weapon i've invested in i might as well go and you know learn this yeah um and so that's that's typically how the game works uh i personally like to use claymores those have been my favorite weapons in the game hmm. not like call of duty claymores uh claymores like the swords like, you know, the huge, almost uh, anime-style swords that you can pick up. Those are pretty fantastic. Um, just heavy it, hitter, just yep. smacks shit around type deal. Yep. Um, and as you play the game, you'll learn, you know, different combo combos and how to uh, ideally fight different opponents who, use, who are also using different weapons. Um... It is a real-time combat system, so it's not, like, turn-based or anything like that, which uh, adds another element to it. Not only is your character necessarily, you know, better at using certain weapons than they are others, but 
uh, you as a player will learn how to use certain weapons better than others. Yeah. For example, uh, with every weapon, every melee weapon you pick up, you have, you know, you always have, can do a strong and a weak attack. Yeah. Um, and, uh, your weak attack is your, you know, your standard attack. You you attack. It's generally faster than your strong attack, but does less damage. However, you also have combos of strong and weak attacks. So, you know, if I do weak attack, weak attack, strong attack, the strong attack is going to be different than if I do weak attack, strong attack. Hmm. Um, like there's there's a built-in combo system. Yes. Okay. Uh, in addition, I think some weapons, it's like depending on which way you're moving, yeah, also affects it. Uh, so how this affects your play style, for example, is like you know you might be able to memorize, uh, you know what those are for several different weapons. But for me, for example, as someone who likes to use the claymore, and this is a pretty basic claymore technique is I believe the combination, I, I don't have the game here, so I, <laughs> usually it's just an instinctual thing for me at this point, but I believe it's like when you do weak attack, weak attack, strong attack, um, you do a strong attack where instead of going straight forward for your opponent, you go around and you move off to the side and essentially spin around and smack them. Oh, okay. Uh, which, if you time correctly... Like, you know, anyone would know that that's a, you know, the technique for that. It's a pretty basic technique or a combo. But if you, you're a Claymore player, you can time that correctly to where not only are you attacking, you know, doing your two weak attacks and then a strong attack, but that strong attack also functions to dodge out of the way of one of their attacks. Oh, okay. Huh. So, so it's like a spear player, or, uh, you know, a spear player would lunge forward. You can hit that strong attack and go around and beam them in the back of the head with your sword, uh, which is just a super satisfying thing to pull off. Oh yeah. Yeah. For sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've, uh, I'm trying to think I've only really messed around with like a one-handed weapon and then a shield so i haven't mm -hmm. dabbled in claymore or any of that i mm -hmm. kind of knew combos were a thing just because flow of combat typically mm -hmm. but like the fact that there's multi-use like you said where you can deal a lot of damage and use mm -hmm. it to dodge if time correctly mm -hmm. that's mm -hmm. pretty that's pretty unique yeah I, yeah there, there's yeah, there's a lot of things about this game, that, like especially in the combat system, that are really unique. Yeah, uh, I would say, particularly to this genre of game. Like you'll see it in other games, like fighting games yeah. have mechanics like that. You know, I'm sure you know any anyone who's um, a big Mortal Kombat fan will say, "Oh yeah, that's just like you know using this combo with this particular character." Yeah. However, in in the realm of like adventure fantasy games that's a pretty uncommon thing you know the most prominent ex example in that genre is skyrim where it's like oh yeah you know i'm just gonna you know keep whacking them with my sword until they die and you know they're right in front of me and every time you know the animation is different but the attack is pretty much the same every time i hit them yeah <laughs> um, 
Uh, so, you know, that's a little bit different. There a little are, bit unique. There are some really cool mobs for Skyrim that you can use to implement some combos into the game. More intricate combos. Because there are some, mm-hmm. like, um, I want to say it's the Warhammer. Where, like, depending mm-hmm. on which way you move, you'll do that spin attack. And if I'm stepping left, I'll spin and smack him to the left. If I'm moving yes. right, vice versa. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. But the whole combo thing, until you explained, like, melee attack specific combos, um, a lot of MMOs kind of share that, too. Where mm-hmm. it's like, um, Guild Wars. I don't know about Guild Wars 2, but the original Guild Wars, I've got an Elementalist build. Potent? Yeah, I just, oh my goodness, <laughs> I just opened this after, it's been sitting on my shelf for probably close to three months now. I hadn't opened it. So I opened this. This is the uh, Old Smoky Apple Pie Moonshine. First of all, alcohol, apple <laughs> smell just, just right up into my face. face. And then I tried to take a sip and it burnt my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> the difference between Smooth gold Schlager and then Moonshine. <laughs> uh-huh. Yep. It's hilarious. It's a fun, fun transition. Yeah. But uh, oh. I've got a elementalist mage build, basically, on Guild Wars. And basic mm-hmm. attack-wise, you got a staff. And because I'm mm-hmm. elementalist necromancer, I believe. Mm-hmm. And it's just, you're casting a singular spell with this staff. That's your basic attack. But I've got eight spells, I believe. Eight or ten. Mm-hmm. And I've built it to... The point where I've got one spell that costs like 30 mana, which is over 80% of my mana pool. But I've got a spell that costs one mana, and it cuts the mana cost of my next spell in the next second by 75%. Ah, okay. So I combo that, I use the heavy spell, then I cast a burn spell, then I Mm -hmm. cast a spell that does triple damage to people who are on fire. Mm-hmm. So there's a massive build compilation that you can mm-hmm. do, and oh. Elementalist has fire, mm-hmm. wind, water, freezing, mm-hmm. lightning. Yeah. Then I've got a assassin build where it's all comboed together mm-hmm. melee attacks. Now there's mm-hmm. skills, there's spells. It's not like left click, left click, right click. You got to mm-hmm. use like your mouse would be phenomenal with it mm-hmm. but oh yeah i got the uh numpad on it yeah yeah, yeah i can't i just muscle memory to my uh mm-hmm. numpad at the top of my keyboard i'll tell you what i don't know why everyone doesn't have a mouse everyone who's a gamer should have a mouse with a numpad on it it makes everything so much easier yeah um it's like the one advantage that controllers have over keyboards is that they're more ergonomic for a lot of stuff unless you have a numpad on your mouse then you know you could just bind all your important shit to the numpad yeah um especially but anyway games like that yeah you brought up magic i real I, we don't have this on the itinerary but i real quick want to explain how the uh, magic system works it's a combat style uh-huh it's uh well it's more i'm talking about more how you get magic 
Oh, okay. um, which is which is interesting. Uh, so in the first area of the game that you're in, once you get out into like out of town and into the wild parts, there's a mountain that you can go up. Um, and this is the mountain uh, where you get. It's like right at an intersection of ley lines. If you're familiar with, you know, magic in video games or magic in Wicca. (laughs) Um, (laughs) That's like, you know, super magical points is where these ley lines intersect. Um, But uh, I don't know if that's Wicca. That might just be some other kind of paganism. But um, (laughs) but, uh, yeah, you you have these... uh, this mountain that's right at this intersection and you can go there and uh this is kind of spoilers for the early game but um not particularly uh you know it's just kind of raw mechanical spoilers gotcha but you go there and you sacrifice a certain amount of your health and or stamina hmm. to gain that much well yeah proportion of uh mana Mm. that you can use um and you know your health and stamina uh those are things that you want to hold on to uh and this is this is works partially to explain why uh you know mages are so weak in a lot of fantasy is because well in this game they're sacrificing uh you know their health and stamina to gain magic so the most powerful wizards who can use like the most powerful spells multiple times, usually they're like they can get one shotted by someone holding a claymore. <laughs> In addition to that, and you'd think, oh, well, I'll just you know put on a bunch of armor then. Well, here's the thing: you can put on some armor, but um, helmets reduce almost all helmets reduced your mana (laughs) um interesting uh and so you know if you're a mage you probably can't wear a helmet yeah some other armor will reduce your mana as well um but uh so you know if you're going magic you want to make sure you're uh you know what you're doing yeah so it becomes its own you know kind of entirely different the the game the the combat gameplay loop becomes completely different because you have to be like okay gotta manage you know my mana reserves in proportion to what my health is um or stamina um and stamina you know you need you'd think oh well i'll just keep a bunch of health and sacrifice stamina well you need stamina to use like any kind of melee weapons whatsoever so as one, if you don't want to be exhausted after attempting to stab someone with a dagger once, uh, you want to hold on to your stamina. Um, with, so it's an interesting mechanic. Yeah, and with the whole stamina bar, uh, mm-hmm. words escape me right now. Great job, Domino. Mm-hmm. Um, backpacks. Yes. What what part do backpacks play in combat? Oh yeah, okay. So this is this is another interesting part of the uh, combat system. So in the game, of course, you have an inventory. You don't have an unlimited inventory and in like in a lot of other inven- 
intra games, you have encumbrance. Now, this game's a little different. You don't have a strength stat or anything like that de that determines how much you can carry, but instead it's based on what kind of backpack you have equipped. Um, and so, you know, the bigger your backpack, the more stuff you can carry. Um, however, this game's a little bit different because you have... Uh, three inventory sections actually you have your backpack you have your pocket and then you have the stuff that you're actually carrying physically in your hands um and the stuff that's physically in your hand and the reason why this is important is because the stuff that's physically in your hands is the stuff you can use immediately the stuff that's in your pocket is you know stuff that you know if you lose your backpack which will happen you still have on you. Uh, and the reason you might lose your backpack is you might do it intentionally because when you get in combat, uh, one of the, it, it's very Dark Souls-esque kind of combat where one of the primary mechanics is dodging. You don't need to dodge as much as you do in Dark Souls, but you want to be able to do it. And if you have a backpack on, your dodge is made much slower. So when you get in combat, you can opt to detach your backpack um and then your backpack falls on the ground um then you know you can dodge and roll around much faster you can move much faster and your stamina isn't reduced as quickly yeah the downside to this being if you drop your backpack and then die there's a chance that all the items in your backpack might be left at the spot where you died this is not necessarily the case but it can happen. Okay. Yeah. Which is another interesting mechanic of the game. You can't really die. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know if there's... I don't think there's actually a way to die. Whenever you lose all your HP, you black out. And then, you know, a loading screen pops up with a message saying, you know, you black out and something happens and you awaken in this situation. You'll might be in a dungeon or you know someone might have rescued you or you know a number of other things can happen based on where you died and you know what killed you um but you almost always get moved to clear across the other side of the map from where you're trying to get yeah <laughs> but uh so so that happens and sometimes your backpack is moved with you sometimes it's not um bandits stole it every time i yes. died quote died yes yes um and so that sucks but um yeah uh so in terms of combat that's pretty much how combat works um yeah what's next on the itinerary um i mean weight system but we touched on that when i asked about backpacks personal experiences what you've mentioned claymore is your favorite build what is yes. your least favorite build that you've found out so far so i haven't played all the builds um i haven't played a magic build yet um although i don't know that i would like that necessarily mm -hmm. that much i think the least favorite build i've had that i've played was I think i tried to do like 
I think it was like a, a pike build or some sort of polearm build. Oh, okay. That I just did not like all that much because it felt kind of... It was a lot of... First of all, the defense you have with pole arms is not very good. You can't carry a shield with most of them. Yeah. Um, you can't carry a shield with claymore either, but with pole arms, you can't really block very well with them. Yeah. So there's a lot of dodging involved, um, and the attacks are pretty much all straightforward attacks. I think you have maybe with whatever weapon I was using, because I think there's like three different pole arm types. There's one you can slash with. Yeah, there's maybe one slashing technique that I had with the one I was using. Yeah. Um, and that just was not necessarily the most fun experience. I think it was a great axe. I think I was using a great axe. That might have been it. So that was all... That would... Well, no. That would be all slashing. No, I remember. Hmm. It, it was a... Sight. It was a spear. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was, it was just a spear. Gotcha. Uh... And, uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was, I can see the appeal to it. It just wasn't very fun for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Claymore was definitely though my favorite, favorite weapon to play in that game. See, I haven't played enough to really get into magic too much. I've enjoyed the magic I have used. Mm -hmm. Um, I did not know about the health and stamina sacrifice, it makes mm -hmm. sense on a balanced term because mm -hmm. magic does seem to be very strong. So mm -hmm. that that's a good way for the devs to balance it out. So it's not just, mm -hmm. okay, everybody's using magic and putting on the best armor and now they're a tank yeah. with lightning. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and it's got, it's got lore reasoning for it as yeah. well. Like, you know, this whole, this whole way of going into this mountain and sacrificing stuff like there's a ritual element to it like mm. it's not like it's just like a okay now you get to pick how much of a mage do you want to be no it's like you got to go through talk to these guys and say they'll tell you okay this is what you got to go do hmm okay yeah i'd um, say funnily enough given my play style typically with most games mm -hmm. the bow is my least favorite really i hate the bow despise I, how I, it feels why why is that it just feels it is, it is very different than like any other game yeah using a bow it just feels really clunky to me mm -hmm. um i don't know if that's just lack of experience personally in using a bow mm -hmm. and maybe that's just how the lower level bows are um mm -hmm. but every time i've tried to pick up a bow and use it it's it ended up in me dying because i can't swap to a different weapon or something happens where i just get stunned and then die yeah but may just um, be i need to practice with it more may just be this ain't the game for me to use a bow in <laughs> well and and to use the bow you have to you have to pick up some uh bow techniques yeah in order to make it work at all like if you're just trying to use the bow by itself yeah it can be great for getting like one shot off on an opponent but generally, if you don't have any bow techniques, if you find a really nice bow, your best bet is to sell it um, yeah. and get money, buy a sword. That but, may have um, been it. I didn't have any bow mm -hmm. techniques. See, and at that point, I hadn't even played the tutorial. Like, I didn't know yeah. that was the thing. I just, you're like, hey, this is a great game. Play it. I'm like, mm -hmm. cool. 
hopped in Tip- solo and i'm like oh sick of bow uh this is yeah crap <laughs> yeah typically the first bow you get or the bow technique you get is a uh dodge shot so uh you know you can generally get three shots off on you know a typical bandit as they're running up to you mm. and then you can do the dodge shot when they get up to you which will allow you to dodge out of the way of their attack shoot them one more time as you're doing it and then you can get you know two more shots off them usually before they get up to you again hmm. um okay. and then usually you want to switch to a different weapon at that point but you they're pretty easy to take out out at that point yeah they were they also work a lot better in multiplayer when you have someone else to tank them um like you with a claymore yes Yes. like me with a claymore although and funny enough in our playthrough i took i don't have any claymore abilities right now i took a i took the dodge shot with the bow as my ability yeah um because i just think that's a that's a cool mechanic it's a really effective way to start a fight especially when you get uh higher level bows um and different arrows uh you can do a lot of damage right off the bat yeah yeah Um, oh for sure i'm pretty sure mm -hmm. i was just messing around like looking at stuff trying to figure everything out last time we Mm -hmm. played because i'm like i don't know how to do this i keep trying to play it like guild wars and this is not guild Mm -hmm. wars (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah Next time, next time we play, we'll try to, uh, we'll go up to the mountain and see if we can get up there. Generally, you need to get, a, it's a little bit difficult to get in there because there's some more, some, some creatures inside that are harder to beat than you can typically beat with like low level equipment. Yeah. But, uh, we'll, we'll try it. We'll see how it goes. Uh, and maybe you can try out the magic system, see how you like it okay. next season. We'll do a uh, another episode on uh, Outward um, after you've done a little bit more of the one of the main storylines. Sounds like a plan to me. That I've really enjoyed the game. It's just I'm so fresh to it that I don't fully comprehend. Like I'm starting to get a grasp for it. Like the combat, mm-hmm. it's pretty much instinctual at this point. Drop your backpack. Mm-hmm. Okay, now mm-hmm. you're good interestingly enough playing tarkov has helped me with that because tarkov has that same mechanic now oh interesting yeah like you're you just got done killing like three dudes with a lot of loot you're walking super slow you're heavy you hear a gunshot whiz past your head you're like oh crap drop your backpack now you have full stamina you're not encumbered by weight you can move and jump whatever (laughs) flank Bro, I just thought of you know it would be a fun game. Hmm. All right, and someone should probably could probably make like a G mod or a Roblox version of this game, but it's like you take all the FPSs, okay, and all of their mechanics, and and I'm talking about like symmetric, symmetrical play FPSs, hmm. like Call of Duty, not like you know Rainbow Six where you have a bunch of different operators. Yeah, but uh, you get you pick your fps type or character and you load into the game with that character so you're picking either a fortnite character or a call of duty character or a halo character and it's just a battle and it's just a battle royale okay 
<laughs> and so you're walking through your master chief going through and you see a guy and you start shooting at him and just all of a sudden he starts Fortnite building an entire fortress. <laughs> oh, that would be such a cluster of a game. That would be so chaotic. It'd be oh. hilarious though. Oh man. <laughs> Some dude pulls out a portal gun, just bloop, bloop, drops through, gets to the top of the base or whatnot. Dude, how would you even do damage with a portal character? Like, no, it'd be even... a utility. It'd be a utility. No, 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 no. Here's what you'd do. You'd <laughs> infinite fall, then cut the bottom portal so they just die in... instantly to fall damage. In it, that that would be what you would have to do. You'd shoot a portal up on something super high and then shoot a portal underneath someone. That would be the whole mechanic of it. Or you that don't actually... even go for kills. You drop a portal in front of them, then shoot a portal over where another fight's going on. Just cr- kill them via crossfire. Yeah. Or or you you know you there's someone there's a fight going on over here uh you know or actually here's here's a more realistic example you see someone you know has a rocket launcher okay you have a portal behind you uh and they shoot at you and then you have a portal next to them so you just dodge the rocket it goes through the portal it comes out the side and kills them oh that'd be (laughs) hilarious that's some type of crap uh totally accurate battlegrounds would do yeah that's the exact that's precisely something that they could do that that does sound like a thing they would do they add petition to add portal guns to total act totally accurate battlegrounds <laughs> oh that would be oh that'd be crazy i feel mm-hmm. like that breaks some mechanics of the game but it's totally accurate battlegrounds who cares there's some mm-hmm. j- yeah, janky there's no, stuff there's, anyway it's already broken yeah yeah dude i gotta, gotta play that again <laughs> we do we do that was fun there's a cluster right. but fun <laughs> Well, we're coming up on the uh, on the uh, one hour mark pretty soon. We got anything else we want to talk about real quick? Um, do you have anything you would want to improve, remove, just opinions on something in the game that could be done better or you could see the game being better without it? Um... I think the story could be more fleshed out. Yeah. Um, while I do think, you know, it does feel... The story doesn't feel forced at all. Yeah. It does feel like a, you know, oh, go here, now do this, now go here, now do this kind of storyline. Um, where you don't really have... It feels natural. It just doesn't feel super engaging. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so you know, it's en- engaging in its own way, but it's shallow engagement. Yeah, exactly. Um, that being said, I don't necessarily know that I like. It's something that would be neat to see, but I don't necessarily know if it would be an improvement to the game overall. Yeah. Because uh, I feel like the story is designed to be such that it doesn't actually distract from the game. Yeah. Um, and it does a good job of not distracting from the game. It's like, okay, here's what happened. Here's what you need to do about it. 
now go do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very clear, very concise on everything. And I feel like that's very important when you have a big open world with a lot of choices clarity in the you know what you're actually supposed to do for a mission especially when those missions are oftentimes time sensitive yeah um and i say this because i've i did encounter one mission which made it clear that's like you got a week to do this yeah and i didn't know actually what i was like it described a location but I didn't know actually where that location was. So I'm like, I'm not going to find this in a week of game time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, by the way, I haven't gotten a message saying pick me up. So we can do an after show if we want. All right. Cool. So thank you, everybody, for listening to the podcast. It was a pretty unique episode given I haven't played much, but Mike has played a lot more. Hopefully mm-hmm. in uh, part two of this episode, I'll have a bit more to say than uh-huh. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, thank you all for joining. Uh, working on getting the Discord up and running. I've got it shared as a community, but I'm having a bit of an issue creating a permanent link that I can share. Um, so once I get that figured out, I'll share that. Any mm-hmm. parting words from you, Micah? Uh, not much. Thanks for listening to the podcast this week, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we hope to see you again next week. Absolutely. listening to the wasted youths podcast we hope you enjoyed the show the wasted youths is produced by dominic sanders and micah Voorhees. dominic is also the lead editor of the wasted youths all music featured in the show is composed by micah Voorhees. if you enjoy our show we'd really appreciate it if you would subscribe and consider donating through the link in the description to help us make better episodes If you know someone who might be interested in the topic that we discussed tonight, feel free to send them our way by sharing this episode with them. All that being said, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you have a fantastic evening, and we'll see you next week.